Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast. Thank you for checking out another episode. Episode 1006 with my buddy Ryan Kemp. Had a lot of fun hanging with him, talking about his brand new podcast, Flying High with Ryan Kemp and his uh, Kemp's Hemp, his work in uh, Magnificent Mullets of Lonedell and uh, all kinds of stuff we're going to get into on this one. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, do want to remind you, as always, Rock Paper Podcast is brought to you by Friendship Brewing Company in Wentzville, Missouri, serving up all your craft beer needs. Over 25 rotating taps out there, so come out and enjoy some of their beverages and get you some delicious food, burgers and nachos and flatbread pizzas and all kinds of tasty eats. And you can hear some Great live music out there. On Friday, November 25th, catch Denver Wade Trent out there. And Saturday, November 26th, Matt Waltershed returns. Uh, Again, uh, find their full concert calendar, food menu, and beer menu at friendshipbrewingcompany.com. And be sure to plug in with them on uh, Facebook and Instagram. For all the uh, other information. If you need anything from me, you can always find me at rockpaperpodcast.com. Hit me up on the socials. Email me at rockpaperpodcast at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you. And with that out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy this brand new episode with Ryan Kemp. Um, the podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio. It's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> that's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. This is Ryan Kemp with the Magnificent Mullets, Kemp Simp, picking on Picnic. And you're listening to Rock Paper Podcast. Rock Paper Podcast. Scissors beat paper, paper covers rock. Rock beat scissors, Shane covers nonstop, never know what. New kind of guests that he's got coming at you. Live and direct on the spot could be rock, folk. Country of hip hop jazz, all kind of folks that he has could be an artist or a comedian to make you laugh on the double decker fudge round rolling round town. Shane coming at you live and direct from ground zero. He's your hero, he's your bestie. Rock paper podcast with Shane Presley. Podcast. Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri. We're on the Union, Missouri area now. And you're at the Brand Barn. Yeah, hanging out with returning guest, Ryan Kemp. How's it going, Shane? Good, man. Great to be here, hanging with you. Uh, been a long time, man. I don't know. I was, I was gonna probably should have looked it up, but uh, the last time we were together, I think we were like in a van in South City yeah, with oh yeah. Wayne and Steak Night, wasn't it? Jesse Irwin at Steak Night. <laughs> it's like a place kickers. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh man, the steaks were good, yeah. but I don't know how long that place lasted if it's still rocking or not. Right. Uh, but that was definitely a, a fun one, and there's a little, uh, you know, those stories are always fun to you know, recording in a van or whatever random weird locations I've recorded over the years. And mm-hmm. we've come a long way. Yeah. Right. Yeah, man. 
So, uh, but yeah, this has definitely been a, a little while and I'm glad to be here catching up with you today. We've got uh, a lot to talk about, a lot happening for you. You always uh, got something going on. You always, uh, what, you know, between music and business and everything else, trying to trying to do the thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and now you have a brand new adventure into uh, podcasting. Yeah, I guess it's something I've always wanted to do um trying to figure out how i wanted to do it though has been an adventure in and of itself um i started probably last january trying to get some podcast information out there on the hemp side of things it was more of like an industry hemp industry kind of podcast um it didn't get a whole lot of legs off the ground kind of seemed a little boring if you will Uh like it was great conversation but not for i don't know i guess the listeners that i felt like Mm -hmm. what they wanted to hear and what i wanted to bring to the table i've got a lot of cool cool friends a lot of cool acquaintances and a lot of good conversations to be had so it's just something that i thought flying high and bringing that to the table and express like how all of my cool friends and what they're doing (laughs) and like just kind of shine the spotlight on that a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, uh, essentially that's how the, my show started too. It was just like, I mean, I've already, I was already a super fan of music and everything going to all these shows and I had met all these people and I was like, well, I just want to shine a light on what my friends are doing. And, uh, that's where it started and then continued to snowball from there. Yeah. It's so. kind of cool. The opportunities that, um, present themselves once you put yourself out there right. and, um, try to add value to the situation yourself then like i don't know it's kind of like a magnet you know people around you see what you're doing they get excited and they want to do it too and like just seems like it kind of fans the flames a little bit we've got such a cool scene like it's nice to get some behind the scenes action and understand what's what's really going on you know yeah man well uh so flying high with ryan kemp now on all your uh, favorite podcast apps uh you've had uh Started with Drew Lance. Yep. Uh, that was a fun one for sure. Oh, Drew's been a huge part of this show for years, and uh, he's just uh, he's a great guy, great hang, and um, it's cool to see that he was number one. Yeah, it was an easy conversation. It felt like, yeah. um, you know, the, the conversation itself didn't take that much work to, right. oh, yeah. to like, pry anything out of us or just kind of bullshitting on yeah. what's good, you know? Yeah, and we got Ollie Crawl. That that was just kind of like, uh, I don't know, we've bumped into each other along our paths, you know, and I know that she's going through a lot of changes. She's back here in St. Louis and the, uh, the family thing is something that is kind of striking close to home for me with a little one on the way here just about six weeks out. Yeah, man. And, uh, it was, yeah, it was a great conversation with her and, uh, I can't even remember who was. No- oh, Cody was number three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll get more on that later. I guess. <laughs> All right. Pat K was a great conversation as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. It's yeah. just, it's, it's fun. And it's, I'm just starting to dip my toes into the water of what's available there. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed the uh, Pat one a lot. I mean, like I, I texted you about it. And I was like, you know, he's just fun to listen to. He's a, he's a wealth of information. Just, uh, you know, a great talk for sure. Like he's knows a lot about his, and he's very passionate about his music and what he's absolutely and, and everything else about it. So. Absolutely. He's been on the scene for a hot minute and, um, yeah, producing shows that we all get to enjoy. So yeah. that was a great, 
great time for me as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, man. The uh, first time I got to watch that is uh, I've been a fan of both of them separately, uh, Pat K and Ben Miller. And then when they joined forces as MK Ultra, like I caught them at uh, uh, Old Rock House a little while back, and like man, it just blew my mind. Like that was an incredible night, and getting to see them together and what they created. Like it was, I knew it was going to be great, but like. I was like, they, they took it up a level. Like it was just so much fun. And yeah, it's a whole package show. The yeah. vi- visual components there, the um, the music is there, and it's de- it feels like uh, it's like something ingrained in our our spirit to stomp our feet to the sound of a banjo. Yeah, you know. Right. Um, yeah, and yeah, those guys they played at Picking on Picnic uh, late night. I believe Saturday night was the late night yeah. slot two years ago, and it was it was a fun night. Yeah, it was one of those, like, like, I know they've been doing it for a little while now, and I was, like, kept wanting to catch, you know, this one or that. With fe- they did a bunch of festival stuff, you know, like that. And, and you know, I was just kind of kept missing it and then finally got to see it myself, and it was everything I wanted it to be. So Yeah, Oak Steel and Lightning got to open for Ben Miller at Atomic Cowboy a couple times, and out in Washington we have got got to run in with, with yeah. him a few times. Um, and I know that me and Pat have been talking about a uh, Magnificent Mullets MK Ultra spring tour. So right. that's in the works. Yeah. Shh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, that'd be cool. That'd be a lot of fun to get out there on the road with those guys. Yeah. It'd be fun to make some dates across uh, the Midwest here and yeah. combine forces. So what uh, do you, uh, I mean, you know, we're just getting the podcast going, but yep. I mean, do you have uh have you kind of laid out some ideas of what stuff you want to get accomplished with it or is it just going to be just wanted to like talk to my friends you know and like kind of go through my my rolodex of who can i shine the spotlight on and when i'm done with that kind of just see where things fall and it's already just presented opportunities with only four episodes published at this point i've got a couple more in the hopper but i'm just kind of taking it as it comes i'm not like Mm -hmm. um I don't know, really out there pushing it full-time hardcore. I'd like to be able to release one a week, but yeah. life takes hold and you got to kind of just do it as it's available. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, there was a point in when I was like probably obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, but I was, re- I was seeing results. So that's what also helped fuel that. Like I was, <clears throat> but I started after my buddy Chris stepped away and I started by myself, I just started recording all the time because I had a time available and mm-hmm. uh, it was just being a guest. So I started just booking them all the time and started posting them like three times a week. And then it was like got to the point where I was like, I kept that up for like three and a half years or something like that. You know, I was like, just kept that pace going. And, and um, but I noticed like when you, especially as you're networking out that far, that fast and, you know, and everything else, like I started really seeing a lot of direct results. Uh, you can you also know. miss a lot. I think if you're moving that fast, yeah, there's sure. so much stuff that you can't keep up with. That- right. And that's the, that's part of the thing. What I enjoyed what you know, talking with Drew about it too, like the balance of, and stuff like, yeah, you can do all this stuff, but it's like, it's a really, you know, having to juggle personal life and work and everything else. And, and uh, so that was like, something uh, that I've learned just recently that, you know, I almost lost it all because I was trying to do too much. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, I need to make sure my relationship with my wife is in, uh, is a priority and everything, you know, it's like making sure all this, uh, in my day job too, still and everything else. So it's like, I need to 
figured out how to structure it better. And so finally, I was, I've, you know, recently, uh, I've been slowing it down to like, you know, maybe once a week. Sometimes I don't even post one because I, I just got busy with other stuff. And mm-hmm. so it's not quite the priority that it once was. It's still, it's still a fun thing, but how I, many years have you been doing it now? Eight and a half. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's definitely, you can see results, you know, probably between like year three and year five, it was like, yes, yes. Yeah. But to like still be waving the flag yeah. eight years later, that takes some commitment, yeah. you know? But yeah, that, I mean, like, not like anybody's like banging down the door, like for more episodes or whatever. So, but, uh, I'm like, you know, I'm trying to, I put them out there when I have, when I get to them and I have fun, but I'm like, if I don't get one that week then and it goes to next week or whatever, like, it's not that big a deal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, It used to be a big deal, but now it's like, oh, well, I'll get to it and kind of thing. So I've been trying to make sure my own personal times, number one and stuff like that too. So, yeah, it's nice to try to, that's something I've been, um, still trying to master, but definitely struggling with like time allocation and like, budgeting how much time it actually takes to do something and actually getting projects all the way to the finish line um and then not missing out on like the little details that can really like you know when you go full send you're going to miss some of those details along the way no matter what it is whether it's a design project or making sure you get the podcast out or um you know number of things making sure you make that phone call yeah um all those things can get lost if you're just going full steam ahead. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so yep, taking yep. time to smell the roses, maybe that's yeah. that's the moral of that story. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and especially uh, if you got a little one coming soon, that's gonna. Ch- do you ch- have kids yet? No, nope. no kids. No, nope. that's right. why I was able to do what I did because like, mm-hmm. didn't have the babies and still. <clears throat> but yeah, um, one of these days we'll, we'll get there. But how long have you been with your wife? Uh, we've been together uh, eight years now. September we celebrated eight years uh went to Florida and hung out on the beach for a week together in Daytona and nice I'm still waiting for my beach vacation yeah. it's, it's coming though I think we got one scheduled for February there you go yeah man yeah it was nice to get a little getaway just uh we, I got to go actually went down to Orlando on that trip also to see uh Chili Peppers in nice. concert so that was that was a fun experience getting just this year mm-hmm. okay how are those guys faring I mean, they sounded incredible, man. Like, and it was a good, like, leading up to it, man, I was, I was really kind of nervous about it, like, because, um, so then the day uh, we roll into Orlando, I mean, it's like, you know, six o'clock or whatever, we, you know, we drove in, <clears throat> me and her brother, Sean, and uh, we, it's like, uh, just this massive storm rolls in, and we, uh, they issue a shelter in place. And we're like, you know, in the car or stuck on the road and like they, everybody's trying to get to the parking lot and they, the way that this particular venue is set up is like in the middle of a neighborhood. And so like, there's really not like, you know, like a lot of great roads leading into it. It's like all just neighborhood streets. Mm-hmm. And so we're all sitting there like on these roads and, and then it starts like raining like crazy and, you know, we have nowhere to go really and we're water's rising and people are posting pictures on Twitter like, hey, open the parking lot so we can get out of the water. We're like, you know, about to get flooded out here. And it was a mess. <laughs> uh, and so like uh, everything was put on hold. The show, you know, the show was held off till things were clear and everything. And so I'm like, uh, we finally get parked. We find everything else. They finally get us in the gates and all this stuff. And 
we're all soaking wet because it's still raining and so like all this going on i'm just was like man i'm stressed and aggravated and like was hoping that it's gonna still be a decent night uh i get in i missed uh thundercat opened up i missed that their set uh that's to do with the neon bass right yeah I, yeah i don't know much about but yeah i'm I was so I was interested to see them live, see what it's uh, what it's like. But I think it's mainly uh, bass player Thundercats, the bass player. And, gotcha. Uh, so um, anyway, yeah. So I missed that because we were they're still trying to get parked and everything, and uh, get in and the uh, Strokes had opened up. All they were the the middle act, and they were like you could tell they were upset also that their set got cut short and everything and then they like ended up just they were making comments and then like they went to last night as their like their last song and then they like their lead singer like walked off in the middle of the song and just like and it was like really weird like energy that they just were pissed off about everything and it's like well we also are pissed off and now it's like now even more so so sure. it was like it was a weird weird night and uh and then finally uh so i'm like man i really hope that Chili Peppers redeemed this evening, and then they finally they they did they delivered and everything you wanted to be. It was a good mix of old and new, and uh, and they sounded great. Um, they had played played their asses off, man. They're, they're you know, I'm not like a super fan, but it was definitely one I wanted to like experience. You know, yeah, I never like I had the uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic album. Um, there was like maybe three songs on there. I was like, yeah, you know, was higher ground on that album. That was on something different. Mm, I forget now. Um, I don't know. I was never a huge fan of the Chili Peppers, but I can I can appreciate them. Yeah, I mean that's what I, I really just want. I was excited about the live show. See what they had to. Cause I always heard great things, and it was, mm-hmm. it was a fun night, man. And John Frusciante back in the band, like sounded he sounded great and sang a lot of harmonies like all night and. Did he also play with Jane's Addiction? Mm-mm. That was uh, that was the other dude. Yeah, Dave Navarro. Yeah. Um, but no, it was cool, man. I'm glad. And my buddy, or not my buddy, <clears throat> my brother, uh, Sean. I talk. He he's the big fan, and and at the end of the night, he's like, had tears in his eyes, and he's like, "That was amazing." And I'm like, "That's what it's all about." Like, having, I'm, that's why I went in it. A band, a band that's 40 years old, still yeah, up there rocking right. it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, but he, you know, the fact that he was moved by it, like, I mean, it's, I'm glad that he. Well, those guys got to be like in their 60s by now. I bet. Yeah, Flea just turned 60 the other day. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny, man. They're gonna be like the next uh, Rolling Stones. Yeah. Well, it was weird. It's like I, uh, I saw a little like inst- they've been sharing some old Instagram. Uh, or some videos on Instagram, and there's one like they got to be like 19, 20, whatever. You know, they're very young at the mm-hmm. time, and uh, and they're like just going nuts in this like bowling alley, doing this like crazy video and stuff. And it's like it's just funny to think about. Like if you would have saw that that act, and you're like, yeah, these are going to be one of the biggest bands in the world, still touring and in, in 40 years and everything else. And like you're like, what? You know, really? Like you know, they just. It was, but it's, they put the work in and they it paid off. And they, you know, did you catch the uh, Rick Rubin on Rogan interview? No, but I've been listening to a lot of his Rick, Rick's podcast, uh, Broken Record. I, oh, I haven't checked that out yet. Yeah, he's got a he does uh and he has interviews with uh, all four of the guys from Chili Peppers. Also, just did a follow up with John Frusciante again, um, but talking about they did one for the 
<clears throat> the first record came out this year, whatever. Um, I forget the name of it now, but then they just did a, a follow back up with John for the new record coming out in October there. So that's how it was cool talking about like how he could see in these like young kids, like that there was something there, even though they were like coming in totally fucked up, yeah. like, you know, just being able to be there in the moment to get the take that needed to be took to yeah. get on the record, you know, and being able to set musicians up for that. I, I like that perspective of yeah. the story anyway. Yeah. He, uh, I mean, that's what it's all about. Having somebody that just sees it, believes in you and stuff to, and, uh, wants you to, to put out your best, best product and stuff, man. So, but yeah, Rick's, uh, you know, it's, it's fascinating to me, like listening to him tell those stories like that. And like, you know, just knowing that he was there recording with, uh, you know, Beastie Boys and Johnny Cash and whatever, you know, just like how many, so many uh, legends, you know, and greats that in the business that he, and he's been right there with his hands on all lot music and stuff. And yeah, not really trying to like force it, but again, just allowing for the atmosphere to be right. Yeah. It's interesting, you know, the older I get looking into like recording music and that's something we've been really kind of like working at here um over the past couple years with the mullets of course but recording music was always kind of a chore i guess when i was like i don't know 15 to 20 like still trying to learn my instrument and like not only how to learn how to play it but how to record it properly you know um we've i recorded a lot of music in the last 20 years but um it's not always about the performance it's about the atmosphere too and what you're capturing in the moment you know some of the best stuff that we've done the record button didn't work or somebody forgot to press it or whatever mm -hmm. you know and it's something you can't really capture when the magic is really really snapping but yeah um yeah i don't know where i was going with that <laughs> yeah well you mentioned uh cody and uh mullets and uh let's Let's talk about a little bit of this project. Dive down that road. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess um, I'd heard about Cody Perkins, the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> right. um, but we didn't really cross paths until, don't quote me on time timelines <laughs> here, but I want to say it was 2019-ish at the um, Holiday Inn in Eureka has the Missouri bluegrass committees bluegrass jam first weekend in January almost every every year um, the performances there over the years have kind of dwindled down to be a little less exciting in my book but the jams in the hotel rooms are always like super duper fun get to meet all the old timers and a lot of young kids would come out and you could just go from room to room to room and get into a uh, a jam but that year uh, picking on picnic had sponsored a room and we invited some of our favorite pickers from the picnic. Uh, in particular, I remember the Squashers had showed up from Arkansas. Um, I can't name all the other people that were probably there that night, but um, the room was going good. It was getting late. I knew my dogs needed to really go out, so I left, left after uh, briefly running into Cody Perkins there. But we had a live cam streaming live from the, the pick and room. 
wide to the internet just to, uh, you know, let people experience what we were experiencing there. Right. And uh, when I got home, I was still on the live stream, but Cody was on there and he was singing this song about uh, gotta hit the gotta hit the dough in the Buckeye, gotta drive a truck with a bow tie, something like that. You know, I just like I couldn't get it out of my head for like two months. I'd watch that video and I'd even go back to that live stream because it was still archivable or something there. And I'm like, man, I just can't get this. Song. This feels like it should be the next. Uh, like a rock like for bob or for bob seger you know yeah. how he, what he did there for for chevrolet like this could be the new theme song for chevrolet and i gotta figure out a way to make this happen you know so yeah i'm up every morning i wake up and this song's still like in my head you right. know so finally i track cody down and come to find out we live in the same town and uh, i believe it was over a spicy margarita trace doritos that we kind of decided we should try to see if we could do something together musically. We didn't really know each other all that well. And I wasn't really sure how committed I wanted to be to another musical relationship. Cause, um, you know, it takes a lot of energy to be in a relationship with anyone, whether that's business or musical or with the ladies, you know? Um, I think at the same time I was kind of like going through divorce and that was, an opportunity for me to find myself way out in the woods and uh, lots of bonfire jam sessions, having Cody over, and we did a lot of songwriting. Um, he had a bunch of songs in the hopper already, but the producer side of me started to come out where we would shape these songs so that I could play along with them in a manner that the arrangement was something I could remember the next time we play it, you know? Mm -hmm. About that same time, uh, I believe Boss came out with the loop station, the 505 loop station. And I guess pandemic, it kind of set in about the same time, 2020. We found ourselves with a lot of time out there in the woods at the loop station. <laughs> and for those that don't know, the loop station is like basically uh, an audio recorder that you can press a button on and record short segments and then play it on repeat in time and layer segments on top of that. Um, and they put a lot of these loop stations out over the years, but this one had five buttons with multiple controls and effects and all the bells and whistles. So me and Cody spent a lot of time, like I said, kind of figuring out how to use this machine at which point he got himself a machine. So now we've got two of them and then we figured out we could link them together. Now we've got, 10 buttons to press you know yeah that, that only really caused more problems it's <laughs> um we did several handfuls of shows um where it was mostly all improv off the cuff there were some bangers of evenings and there were some like complete utter failures of evenings but it was fun along the way i guess through that course of two years of figuring out how to use the loop machine um we got probably 20 songs off of these improv jams that we are still in the process of trying to actually record them with a full band now, which has been kind of fun. I see that fly, man. <laughs> um, so yeah, the loop station and me and Cody, you know, we were just like having fun. We did the, uh, we started the Magnificent Mullets as a duo that would use the loop station and some instruments to create a live improv show. 
uh, that had a lot of theatrics and stuff early on. Uh, we got to the point where we realized that these machines that we, we were using weren't actually able to produce the sounds that we wanted to hear for the audience. Um, I don't know if it was like the bit rate that it recorded at, but just the audio quality coming out on the other side, there was too many hiccups in it for me to feel comfortable like being like, yeah, this is what we're doing. You know, it's fun in the improv set setting, but the show needed to be tightened up for me to want to push it forward. Yeah. Um, so we linked up with Kyle Ray and, um, we were trying to get him to come play drums with us. He thought the band was a joke, like magnificent mullets. What? Like he didn't want to really give us the time of day, but I'm like, listen, man, like, I don't know how to explain it, but the stuff that Cody can do, it's like, it's lyrically unlike any music I've heard before. It's like better than anything I can hear on the radio. Um, not only that, but he can beatbox. He can play the jaw harp. He can play the beatbox. Or he can beatbox and play the jaw harp at the same time, which creates a really kind of, uh, I don't know, hillbilly electronica sound, you know? Right. Um, it took a little convincing, but next thing you know, we get Cody over into Kyle's studio down on Cherokee Street, and... Um, a couple taps of the button later we got a beat going and cody's recording the merrimack river mud walk uh, into kyle's computer muddy water making its way down south catfish swimming with a big large mouth rednecks fishing off an all-wheel boat the B. 
Rednecks fishing off an all-wheel boat They'd walk on water but their boots don't float Get to the shore and their strides all strange Bluegrass music with a Midwest twang Knees bent wide, stance neck half cock Doing that Merrimack River but wow At which point we made a music video for shortly after uh, with Brandon Sloan. And we released that last year. We got somewhere over like 20,000 views on that video, which I felt like was worth doing it. Um, In that time, every gig that we've gotten that's been booked from people seeing that video has been like well worth the investment of making the video. It like, I don't know, it it did something for us, you know? Um. Well, yeah, the video. The video is a lot of fun. I'm, you guys, and I heard you uh, talking about it a little bit too with the, with Cody on your on your show on Flying High uh, about like the idea of uh, like a line dance. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So when I when I walked into Cody's house and he's got this on the loop station, he's like, "Bro, check out this song, the Merrimack Mudwalk." He goes into it, and like all I could think about was like the boot scooting boogie yeah, or like right. the electric slide, like. Dude, the Merrimack River Mudwalk is the next dance craze that's going to sweep the nation. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you want to learn how to do it, there's some instructional videos out there on the Magnificent Mullets page as well as the the YouTube video, Merrimack River Mudwalk. Yeah. Also Check. available on all your streaming platforms. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, uh, I was listening to it uh, quite a bit uh, recently and then on the way over just getting in the mood uh, and – uh, had it on repeat on the, my drive over today and uh, switching back and forth between that and uh, Backwoods. Backwoods, yep.
with Hicks Where he hit the deepest mud hole just for shits and grands Gone fishing with a couple of friends In a tree stand chilling just watching the crops With a 30 out 6 steady smoking some pot And the cornfields packed with white tail Deep freeze fool working for the light bill We get down in these old small towns We drink moonshine, can't afford a bottle of crown We ain't got much money but we got much soul Never leave no neighbors on the side of the road Give no fucks. which is also available on your streaming services. And Yeah, we've got uh, a couple more tunes in the hopper. Like I said, we're trying to get uh, all of these songs recorded, but it's like herding cats over here with uh, the mullet fam. It's just like... Uh, that's all I can say about that. It's fun, man, but it's like sure. there's a lot of work that goes into it, and we're trying to be as DIY as we can about it now, too. The technology these days is making things easier and easier for you to be able to do it yourself, but there's still some learning curve yeah. in that. Um, but we're trying to get like maybe one song a month as our planned drop. Mm-hmm. Try to get as much legs out of the material as possible. Yeah, man. There's no shortage of material by any means. It's just getting it all, the finishing touches, you know. Right. Yeah. We did get accepted to, uh, we're going to play at the Backwoods Festival next spring with uh, like String Cheese Incident, Lettuce, Big Gigantic, a pretty hey, pretty yeah. big bill to be on for yeah. a band that's just a couple years old. You know? Yeah. Yeah, man. I, uh, I think it's uh, a lot of fun that what you guys are doing, the music you're creating is... It's, uh, you know, it's just catchy, it's fun, it's country, it's rap. It's, it's like it's a, alternative, yeah. hip-hop. Yeah, it's a little bit of everything in there. And uh, it's, um, you guys just did a little party over the weekend at uh, Blue House. Yeah, have you been to that venue yet? Yeah, it's, it's, cool, it's a cool spot. It's a man. nice room. Yeah. Uh, we did it with our friends at Cluster Pluck. It was a great, great time. We created the first annual Magnificent Chevy Cruise just kind of put it out there to see if we could get like Cody's got like six or seven songs strictly about Chevy. Like I was saying earlier, but, um, we had like 30 trucks show up a couple cars, but mostly trucks, vintage, modern, low riders, uh, four by fours. It's, we, we got together to make a music video for the song Chevy bug and uh blue house theater, man. What an amazing venue, the staff, the folks there that, uh, took super good care of us it's built by musicians for musicians is what it what it feels like you know they uh it's got a really nice space 200 seats so yeah it was cool yeah i like it a lot out there and been to a couple different shows and uh i like also that they're you know it's uh what 20 20 minutes from my house or so and 
So it's nice to have something a little closer to home, bringing original music out that way. And Absolutely. I definitely appreciate any place that's willing to bring original music and believe in the artist to do the art and not just think that everybody wants to go see a cover band. You know, mm-hmm. we appreciate those songs, but we can hear them on the radio. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But it was a... Uh, so you guys made a whole day of it. You had a like a before and after party. Yeah, the uh, social house two two seven right down the street um, got tipped off that we were playing, and they did a special dinner, the Mullet Man special dinner, <laughs> uh, which had, consisted of backwoods catfish uh, with a Merrimack mud water sauce and Chevy bow tie pasta. Look at that! So man. It was like it was primo. I stopped by. We probably brought about 60 people over there to mow down on the dinner um and then we went and rocked out the show and then we had the uh party in the back after party at the same spot social house 227 where cody attempted a loop station set but you had to be there to it ended with a couple flat tires and a busted radiator (laughs) (laughs) don't ask don't tell yeah do you ever think that there would be uh whole meal named after you guys like i mean no but i was like happy to make you know like we're all about taking the the joke way too far um if you don't have a mullet when you play in the band you have one when you leave (laughs) yeah um it's a lifestyle yeah it's a yeah it's a lifestyle (laughs) yeah uh i was uh laughing about it the other day like the um it's a couple couple years old now but SNL did a, a skit, a sketch, uh, a lot about the mom cut, you know, like, uh, every mom's got like the same haircut, like cut when they cut it short and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and like, how, and they were like, it, you know, you don't choose it. It chooses you. And like, and that kind of thing, like, and so it's like all of a sudden, like in the middle of the sketch, like one girl, like gets her hair, like, you know, just on, like they cut to her and it's like, Oh my God, I love it. You know, it's like, and it's just funny that uh so i was thinking about that as far as like the mullet like that you know you're just in your band and all of a sudden the mullet chooses you and uh so yeah it's not it's um (sighs) what was i gonna say there (laughs) you either hate it or you love it yeah and when you're you know trying to like put your music out there and you want to be a country artist or you want to be like a country rap artist that only likes mullets and drives Chevy trucks. Like, you know who your audience is, right? right? Like specifically versus country's pretty broad topic. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Flannel shirts and, uh, you know, bonfires. Yep. You got the country going on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> S- smell that smoke. All right. Sipping on a fireball or something. Or, <laughs> we're at a country song right now. I got the notebook. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Blue House Theater. They've also got the uh, Kemp Semp Can of Freedom Cherry Bomb. Oh, nice. They just dropped off a case there, there you at go. the show. So if you're in the area in Warrington. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that too, man. Like you, uh, I think it's cool to see you uh, getting, um, you know, into various lines of business i mean like i said we talked uh your podcast music uh but you've also been doing kim simp and then now with the uh the can can of drinks and stuff so let's uh let's talk about some of the how that all came about yeah so kim simp started out as um i kind of got turned on to 
the CBD side of things after being a you know well-known cannabis consumer for many years. Um, my dog caught a fungal infection called blastomycosis. He got from sniffing the dirt hmm. in the Merrimack River Valley, um, which caused me to have to go to the vet, take the dog there, try to figure out what was going on with him. His eye had all got swolled up and goopy and uh, his paws were all swelled up and he was coughing like a human and the vet didn't know what was going on with them. Second, third visit. Um, finally, they took some samples out of them. That was, uh, it turned out to be this blastomycosis. Hmm. Which, like I said, it was a fungal infection. So we got them on the right uh, diet and got them on the right medication. But in between the second and third visit, a uh, friend, Todd Leifer, he brought over some CBD peanut butter we um fed that to the dog and within a couple days like it was a big difference like huge huge difference i got pictures on my phone i can show you um that really opened up my eyes to what the possibilities of cbd are um around that same time uh after we had acquired some for the dog we acquired some for ourselves and started making some like lotions and hand balms with the product, um, those seem to be like super duper effective. Um, so yeah, we made a bunch of bombs, Kemp's hemp bombs. We really thought that's where we were headed with it. About the same time, Josh Loyal showed up with his range of uh, CBD beverages, which we uh, were always sampling in and out of Pops Blue Moon and trying these drinks and finally came across, uh, he brought a CBG beverage to the table. And um, my wife hasn't uh, drank alcohol and going on like five years or so now. I guess by the time me and her hooked up, I started laying off the alcohol and I've been off of it for close to three years now, I guess. Uh, but once we found the CBG drink, we're like, wow, this is like something that is a noticeable difference of a feeling. It's not inebriating in any way. Uh, but definitely has like a similar social lubrication like alcohol would, but without the inebriation or the, the feeling that comes with the alcohol side of things. Um, so yeah, CBG, we were like, man, this is like, this is something we're interested in putting our brand, putting the Kemp's hemp brand on and rolling with that. So we got that ball rolling. Um, the Delta eight, THC drinks became an option as well, which is a legally hemp-derived THC beverage. It's got 20 milligrams of THC. We had a peach and mango flavor available in that, as well as lemon and mango in the Kemp's Hemp CBG seltzer. So that was about four four different SKUs we had going on. Um, along the same time, another friend brought another product to the table, which is this uh, topical pain relief spray it's a cbd spray thousand milligrams or two thousand milligrams of cbd that's been isolated and micronized and that along with the organic peppermint essential oil sprayed onto your skin can offer amazing results from i've seen it work on anything from arthritis to joint pain muscle pain uh, trigger finger i've seen it work on poison ivy bug bites mosquito bites trigger bites it's speaks for itself um so we started doing events where we were letting people sample the drinks sample the spray 
And it really seemed to be like, hey, we're onto something here. Like people are seeing benefits from this. Uh, again, this is all kind of happening post pandemic or end of 2021. And um, with the music festival happening as well, uh, the Picking on Picnic that I produce, um, we just thought it'd be great to try to get these drinks out to the people and have a perfect launch pad at the music festival. Um, and since then, we've got, I don't know, close to 70 stores in the uh, St. Louis, Columbia, Springfield, a little bit over into Belleville area that are carrying the drinks, carrying some of the sprays. we got an online store at kempshemp.co. Um, this year, we released Drink Free, which is another CBG beverage. We've got Limon, our passion fruit. Um, these are 20 milligram CBG seltzers that are organic botanicals for the flavoring, sugar-free, no artificial sweeteners, um, pretty much like the cleanest way you can get the medicine in without uh, any artificial colors or dyes or any of that kind of stuff you might find in a gummy or similar product in that way. Um, the drinks are also micronized, so you can feel feel them about 10 to 15 minutes after you consume them. And then just two weeks ago, we released the uh, Can of Freedom Cherry Bomb, which is, again, uh, 20 milligram THC cherry-flavored seltzer water. Super-duper effective, super-duper tasty. Yeah, man. Um, so, yeah, you're starting to see these pop up at local spots like uh, the Silver Ballroom or the Waiting Room, or definitely can get them at Pops Blue Moon. Hoping uh, Oyster Bar picks up the, the yeah. ball here soon. But yeah. Yeah, I think that's uh, super cool, man. I'm I'm glad uh, that it's going well for you and that uh, people are, you know, supporting the product and things that it's branching out farther and farther. Yeah, it's it's really amazing to hear the different stories from people and how it's helped them. One lady came up to our booth at a homestead convention we did, and uh, we had met her the year previously when we did it. Um, I think we ended up delivering her like five cases of the can of freedom. And she came up to our booth about six months after that. And was like, Hey guys, I just want to thank you. You helped, helped me get pregnant. Whoa. Like, Whoa. Like, what do you mean? You drank too many? Yeah. And she's <laughs> like, no, it like helped loosen up uh, some sort of pelvic muscle or something that like opened up the door for the pregnancy to happen. So huh. she was like super thankful. And that was not my intention with, you know, putting this product out there right. by any means, but Hey, if it's helping people, right. it's helping people. Can of jam getting, getting people <laughs> pregnant since 21. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, uh, that's, uh, that's cool, man. I, I, I'm glad that that worked for her. That made it, made whatever. Yeah, it might work for you too. So yeah. you better be careful. Yeah. Watch out. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I just, that's, um, it's fun no matter what, you know, line it is. Uh, it's just cool to see people getting passionate about, you know, whatever it is they, they're into and, and chasing that thing. And so, yeah, I'm definitely got a lot of, uh, squirrels in my peripheral, you know, <laughs> like it seems like I do work seasonally, you know, I kind of get geared up for picking from January to July and then. After that, I don't really know what to do with myself, so I'm out selling drinks, and then all of a sudden winter comes, and got to be thinking about music for next year, and it's a cycle. I've kind of been in the rat race for a little while, but yeah. things are going to be changing soon. I feel like, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we, uh, you said Ryan, uh, Kemp's Hemp dot co, 
Kempsimp.co. Yeah. And we can buy all Couldn't the, afford the dot com yeah. just yet, but we can get all the, the beverages and, and balms and everything you said on online there. Yep. Very cool, man. Right, get out there and, uh, and grab some of that. Check it out. And the, uh, the picking on picnic music festival is definitely going to be July 6th through the 9th in, uh, 2023. We're working on that lineup now and tickets will be on sale for that at pickingfestival.com. I believe January 1st. All right. Do you want to save the date for July 6th through the 9th? There you go. A little insider tip. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm ashamed to say that, uh, I haven't been, uh, to the festival yet. Uh, it's tricky for me with, with my lifestyle to commit to a whole weekend, uh, mm-hmm. out and stuff, camping and things. And like, I'd love to do it all. I was just hard to, with work and, and everything else. But, uh, I would definitely let, like, I mean, I need to do that. I need to plan on being there this July and finally take it all in and officially and stuff. And, For sure. Um, so yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be fun. I mean, you always get a stacked lineup of, uh, all of our favorites and things. So yeah, we try to try to make sure we keep it fresh every year and also bring back the crowd favorites as well. But, and you do a good job of mixing local and regional, uh, national acts and stuff. I mean, so like a, you got a lot of uh, different flavors to, to choose from there and stuff. Yeah, I think, you know, that also is, again, kind of a platform that I look forward to to be able to put my friends on the same stage as some of our, you know, the people we look up to mm-hmm. in the music community. So, yeah, that's what I mean. And I, you know, I always say some people use the way they use local music sometimes bothers me that it's like, like it's less than or something like that. And I'm like, I mean, like that's a, this is that goes to show exactly that. Like, you put you can put them on the same stage as some of these greats, and they're they're going to fit right in. They're going to mm-hmm. be, they belong. Yeah, especially in St. Louis, man. I mean, we're so blessed to have the type of music scene that we do here in every single genre imaginable. There's somebody that can pretty much blow you away right here in our town. Yeah, you know, I'm sure you know that with all the music you've seen and all oh, the people yeah. you've got to talk to. Yeah, man. I'm mean, like, there's a reason, like. These are all like, I mean, most of what I listen to today is, you know, people from St. Louis and uh, just, you know, mostly because of the show, just like constantly, but it's doing homework and stuff, but it's also everything I'd love. Like, it's all like great stuff. Like it's not, and it's super fun for me to go see it a couple of times a, you know, a month or a week or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, like they're also playing out a lot. And uh, you go to any other time and it's not like we got it here. And not only like any night of the week, you can go out on a Monday night in St. Louis and catch some of the greatest greats playing for free somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, we are we are pretty uh, blessed, man. And and I I think about that a lot too. I'm like, because I don't I don't know any different. I don't I've never been to another city, so I I often wonder about that. Like, is our level that high where I think it is, or is it partly me being biased that I think my friends are that good compared to other cities or, or does everybody feel that way about their own city kind of thing? You know, so I mean, I think that we've got like so many different influences that get spread through St. Louis that there's, and there's so much crossover in the sound and diversity that, um, I don't know. It's just hard to beat. Yeah. I, I spent a lot of time in Colorado and, 
there's music there, but it all just, I don't know. It doesn't have the same grit and soul I feel like, or even national for that matter. There's tons of music, tons of great musicians, but like, where's the heart and soul? That's yeah. what I'm looking for. You know, and that's something I can say about magnificent mullets music. It is 100% authentic, all American music. Well, heart and soul. Yeah. From Lone Dell, Missouri. Yeah, man. I, yeah. Putting it on the map. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know I already uh, I sent it out to my brother. He uh, he's big on uh, this kind of sound that you you guys are creating. Um, it's definitely not new. Somebody told us we sounded like Bubba Sparks. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't listened to that in a long time. I yeah. can't remember what the single single was, but I'm gonna have to look uh, it up after this. Yeah, he had a couple uh, a couple pretty good ones. I remember. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Somebody Bubba Sparks <laughs> couldn't. Um, he uh but yeah dustin listens to like up church and and some guys like that and and so uh he i was like hey he might, he might this might be up your alley and he's like yeah i can, I can listen to this nice. and so he's he's into it now too so uh that's what it's all about man just uh giving giving some people a chance and uh maybe uh add it to your favorite playlist and give it a spin awesome man uh so we uh the festival uh, coming in July again. Uh, you can find uh, more picking information on the pickingfestival.com. Yep. And yep. you got your uh, Facebook and Instagram oh, pages yeah. and stuff. Pick so. a festival. Yep. You can find us out there. And uh, get plugged in with that and keep an eye out for more uh, info. And uh, Ryan, uh, I keep wanting to say Ryan, <laughs> kempsimp.co uh, and for your beverages and your balms and sprays. Yep, free and, shipping nice yeah, yeah. Uh, but I got a couple of questions I wanted to ask you uh, get your take on some of this stuff sure um, these are uh, these are a little more uh, silly uh, but they're they're fun for me and uh, get your get your take on some of this because it has been a while since we spoke but uh, all right what about um, day comes along you got a Orion camp action figure Uh what would you like to see uh, as like your three accessories with your, your mm. action figure? Well, you're definitely going to need a picking on picnic hat. Yeah. You're definitely going to need a can of freedom cherry bomb in your right hand. And uh, you're probably going to need your Bible in your left hand. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to need all those things. All right. And balance. Got to have one in each hand. Uh yeah, that's uh, I don't know. Just these are uh, silly things to think about. Like I said, with the uh, I've already I've already planned out the uh, the action figures for the mullets. So, yeah, yeah. What's you you, you gotta to say wait. you have to save it for the box yeah, you set. Have to wait. Yeah, yeah. You gotta no no spoilers here. Uh all right. What about um, you know uh, even as far as the podcast and stuff? You got to you've been working with some cool people. The festival. Uh, and all this stuff, but uh, do you have a, a a dream duet or a collaboration that you would like to to be a part of? Is there is there a certain hmm. somebody out there that you've been wanting to work with still? Like uh, just someone I want to work with in general. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't. Know. I I think of it as you know, music, recording a track together and stuff. But yeah. but I mean, whatever it might be if there if there's a certain uh, even a business collaboration, is there? Yeah, I've been trying to get a hold of this guy uh, Malcolm Springer to see if he'll he'll mix our our next track. Yeah, um, I worked with them years and years ago with uh, Cavo. Remember that band? Yeah. Did you know I was in that band? Yeah, I think we, we we've had that it. conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 
You've had them on the show, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Malcolm, man, I think he's got the uh, the ears and the the fingers on the dials we need for this next track. So yeah. that's my dream collaboration. I've been hitting him up for years. He he said he was going to listen to my track this morning. So all right, we'll see if he hits me back. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I think that's a. Uh, I think that's fun. Like some, uh, you know, just kind of having that outside perspective on some of that, you know, having uh, somebody like that to offer an ear to see what they, how they want to push it and stuff. And yeah, it's, um, it's, it takes all different types of people to do the different things. And if you're really good at X, Y, and Z, you should do X, Y, and Z and leave the ABCs for the people that know the ABCs. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm all about that too. Like I wouldn't, you know, when I'm doing stuff, you know, whatever art or, you know, trying to get pitch, uh, shirts made up or any, whatever it is, you know, I know I have, I have friends that are excel in those certain fields that are way more than I. Yeah. It'll so, be a lot less headache if you just yeah. send it to the right person. So I rely on the, the people that are talented in that field to do what they do. And, and, uh, yeah, it's way easier than me trying to figure it out myself. And, uh, plus it gives them some business too and stuff and everything. So, Makes the world go around. Uh, what about a? Uh, uh, all right, you uh, you get to you get to go. You still go to quite a bit of music and stuff and concerts. And then, what about a? Uh, if you you could go see a band in concert and uh, you're like a front row and they pull you up on stage and they say, Ryan, we want you to, you know, sing this song. What? What would be uh, the band and the song you would like to, to sing with the band? Like, mm, it'd probably be Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, it could be any of their songs, man. I'd sing them all. Yeah, I yeah. was I was jamming a bunch of Bob Seger the other night, man. Doing Night Moves and Night Moves. I really yeah. like. I can sing Night Moves. Yeah, man. it's a classic. Uh, a little too tall, could have used a few pounds. Oh, yeah, get it. Get it. <laughs> Top pants, points harder than now. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> uh, I uh, I got to see uh, Seeger and uh, Joe Walsh opened up. and I think I was there. At Enterprise Center. Yeah, I was there for yeah. that. That was a cool night. It was. He's a uh, man. I mean, even, you know, even getting up there, he still sounds great and uh, puts on a hell of a show and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um but yeah, one of the one of the best from uh, what he's uh, Flint, Michigan, I think, or something yep. like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Also, one of that's a, uh, the time I saw another time I saw Seeger, uh, um, Whitey Morgan opened up. And that was how I first got introduced to Whitey Morgan. Nice. So, uh, and then getting then getting to see him at Off Broadway. We opened up for uh, Whitey Morgan. Yeah. At uh, the Ready Room. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, he's a dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't even like. He like wouldn't even look at us, man. All right. He just, like, kept his head <laughs> the other way. Yeah. He partied with his band. All actually, I think his band ended up coming back to my place. But the guys, he never. Yeah. Never, I can kind of get that. I get that yeah. kind of like he. Uh, uh, yeah, that's funny though. Yeah. He's a, he's a dick. <laughs> uh, uh, but no, I uh. Maybe he's just having a bad night. Yeah. Well, I, I do try to be considerate of that. There's a lot of people I meet, and I'm like, not always the best experience. And I like to realize that, you know, we are all humans. Uh, you never know what kind of personal shit people are going through on any given day and uh, stuff. So there's, I, I, I try to be, 
you know, I'm the best version of myself I can for every day. But, you know, sometimes people don't handle it the best and they might comes out and you, you might think that they're a dick or whatever, but might just be having a bad day. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that, uh, that's funny though. Uh, who wouldn't even look at you? <laughs> uh, all right. What about, um, you, if you, have, if you could have a, uh, superhero superpower, what would you, what would be your uh, name and your superpower? You think if you if you we had a Ryan, if Ryan Kemp was a superhero. What do you mean if? I yeah, was? I mean like you know if you want to reveal your true identity. Um. Yeah, maybe if I could just like exploit the superpower that I already have, which is connecting people. Yeah. Um. You know, I'd be like Ryan the Connector. There it know. is. Yeah. yeah, but like, I have the ability to connect people that didn't know that they needed to be connected. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty deep, man. It is deep. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that'd be uh, that'd be an interesting comic book. Let's try to make Condu- that. conductivity. Yeah. What about uh, fictional band? Is there a certain? Um, fictional band from movies or TV that you always wish you could actually see live? Um, hmm. That's tough. I didn't really watch a whole lot of TVs and movies because I was listening to music. Yeah. But uh trying to think of that. Uh, the Spinal Tap, maybe? Sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they never really played out, right? Not, I think they have, but not like a lot. Yeah, I think they've... But that definitely would be a, a, a good one. The uh, the magnificent mullets of Lonedale have an alter ego band called the Rowdy Rat Tales of St. Clair that does all punk metal versions of magnificent mullet songs. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, look for your uh, album coming out soon. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, I gotta I gotta make it to a show, man. I'll be a. Uh, Either one of those shows. Uh, yeah, I don't even, we don't even have another show on the books. I've got a hold in late spring, early summer in St. Louis, but we're just gonna like hibernate for the winter and yeah, groom our mullets out real, <laughs> real big and magnificent yeah. for next spring. Hell yeah! Uh, well, yeah. Uh, hopefully, we'll get some more tunes coming out and uh, get uh, some of that. So, uh, so you, that one that you had stuck in your head that that's still uh still unreleased still unreleased yeah, yeah. it is it's sitting here on the yeah. computer we got it's it's close but uh needs drum tracks on it right now so yeah we'll see what happens next yeah uh yeah man it'd be interesting to see uh you know fast forward uh a year from today where we're, we tune up turn on the tv and there's a yep i've like we've well, already been reaching out if you know anyone if anyone listening to this works for chevrolet yeah, on the local level or a corporate level feel free to reach out we got your next theme song right here yep yep we just want them to pay for the music video yeah so. yeah i got a buddy uh i just had him on the show we uh matt jordan we and he wrote a song called uh wrangler and you know he's like talking about selling his old jeep wrangler but he's keeping it and stuff because it's uh, you know, so much, so much memories and stuff. And, and then, uh, he shot this like real pretty music video up in the mountains in Colorado. And, and then, and so it even looked like a Jeep commercial and stuff. And they, uh, and just recently, uh, they shared it on his, on their socials and stuff. So they gave him a little shout out and things. And, um, I don't know if anything else is going to happen after that, but 
it's pretty cool that you know jeep's giving you a shout out and yeah, stuff for and sure. so for sure yeah so it does happen man, man. We're, we're in the land of uh content yeah land of content yeah <laughs> so uh yeah i hope maybe uh that'd be pretty wild though man be cool to get a hold of chevy like that uh but ryan this has been uh awesome man i'm really glad we got to catch up today and uh spend some time hanging out and yeah man uh, been way too long and hopefully we can do it again soon um maybe bring the band on and debut some tunes or something or whatever but yeah for sure we'll get uh, it set up yeah uh, yeah but this was a this fun chat man i'm really glad we, we made it happen and uh hopefully uh i'll see you soon yeah thanks for making the drive yeah cool man thanks buddy bye everybody see ya